what's up everyone welcome back to another episode of on the mix i'm your host Lindsay, and today is going to be a christmas themed episode because obviously christmas is coming up around the corner a little bit too quickly actually like it's kind of crazy how fast the year has gone by and the fact that christmas is coming up soon like that's really crazy to me So there were so many Christmas songs that I could really dive deep into and see like which one I wanted to talk about, but there isn't really a Christmas song that strikes me as harder and makes more of an impact on me than John Lennon's Happy Christmas War is Over because it's not just a Christmas song. It's kind of a Christmas themed song intermixed with like a political message behind it, which I think is always important to talk about. Not always, but like I think for the most part, you know, it's important to talk about these kind of issues that involve every single one of us so that we don't have to forget. And of course, it's John Lennon, so I expect nothing less from him. Comparatively to like the other Beatles who made Christmas songs, like Paul McCartney with Wonderful Christmas Time, which is just sugary sweet, like, you know, it's very typical Paul, but John Lennon for a Christmas song, like, yeah, this makes perfect sense. So I'm sure some of you, when you think about John Lennon, you think about, you know, his peace activism, his anti-war messages, right? And I'm sure some of you probably remember if you were alive for it, or if you just remember it just from pictures on Google, or if you're a fan of the Beatles like me, then you know of this story where John Lennon and Yoko Ono, they rented out billboards across 12 different cities, and they put up this very plain, basic message, but it had an impact that said, war is over in big letters, and then like, and fine print underneath it said, if you want it. So that was obviously very deliberately done because this was part of the peace activism movement that John and Yoko were taking. It's part of like their whole bed and movement that they started in March in 1969 after they got married. That's just how they were. So those billboards, that's a part of the Christmas song, Happy Christmas War is Over. It's part of the promotion for it, but also he was inspired to write this song, Happy Christmas War is Over, in part because as, I don't know if immigrant is the right word for it, but obviously he was an expat, lived in England, he came over to New York, and him and Yoko were settling, he was trying to get a green card to stay in America for long term, um, and he got a lot of backlash on that from President Nixon I won't go into that, but it's a whole mess. (laughs) Um, But while he was living in New York, he was getting ingrained with the Vietnam culture that was happening in America at the time. And he was seeing how it was actively affecting, you know, Americans, you know, all across, not only New York, but all across the country. He was seeing it firsthand. He was getting right into the thick of it, you know, talking to people and figuring out what the whole deal was, you know, talking to politicians and things just to figure out, you know, what the best cause of action for John was, because he was a very outgoing person. He was a very strongly opinionated person. So for John, he couldn't just sit back and just like allow this whole thing with Vietnam to happen. He could try his best to promote peace. So this is his attempt at doing this. Essentially, they were inspired to write the Happy Christmas War is Over song as a result of the international multimedia campaign that they launched, him and Yoko, back in December 1969. This was, again, at the height of the counterculture movement and its protests against America's involvement in the Vietnam War. So the whole sentiment of war is over has actually been used twice previously before John did it, and it's not really known 100%. 
if John took inspiration from this or if he never knew about these instances before or if he just thought of it himself, but there are two other instances I thought would be interesting to share. Two songs from 1968 which talked about, you know, anti-war messages. There's one called War Is Over by Phil Ox, and then the second song is By The Doors, which is called The Unknown Soldier, in which there's a part in the song where he says the war is over. So we're not sure 100% if John Lennon knew about these instances and thought, oh, that's a great sentiment, let me take that war is over and let me put it in my own twist, or if he just thought about it. It's not really known, but those are two other instances of the war is over sentiment. So as time kind of goes on from 1969, as John was doing those bed-ins with Yoko, as they did the billboards that said war is over if you want it, happy Christmas from John and Yoko on it. As time went on, John would end up releasing Imagine, and that song is one of his most popular songs of all time. And of course, as we all know, it's a song that speaks about pro-peace, you know, and him saying like, you know, I know that one day we can all achieve this pro-peace kind of life, right? And it was released in 1971, and this garnered a lot of popular appeal and commercial success compared to other songs he had written up until that point. So John noticed that his song Imagine was actually garnering a lot of positive movement, but also a lot of radio play. It, It just went very mainstream as compared to his other songs that he's done previously. So he noticed as he put it, that you need to put your political message across with a little honey, which essentially means if you want to say a specific message that talks about political ideology or that speaks about anti-war, pro-peace sentiments that gets through to the people that isn't like badgering them over the head with pro-peace, 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 or like slamming a narrative down their throat, You have to like sprinkle a little bit of sweetness in there to make it palatable for the everyday person. So John noticed that and that's where he then learned to transition over to Happy Christmas War is Over and put those things that he learned from the release of Imagine onto Happy Christmas War is Over. So he was expanding and elaborating upon those themes of social unity and peace through personal accountability and empowerment, which was the basis for the billboard campaign he did earlier. So all of these things that he's done between 1969 and 1971 up until this point was the main basis for the imaginings and the creation behind Happy Christmas War is Over. I love that Christmas song, and it's a great Christmas song. And when you hear it on the radio, it sounds Christmassy, right? But It mainly is talking about that whole pro-peace, the whole unity, humanitarian aspect of it. So that's why I like it. It's different from any other Christmas song, which is just very happy-go-lucky and very sugary sweet. But I think it's just, it's a very relatable, realistic song, especially around the holidays, right? It's something to not sweep under the rug. So I like that in this Christmas song. And that's what he was actively trying to do. He was trying to convey optimism while avoiding that like sentimentality that he felt often characterized Christmas songs. So he was trying to find the middle ground there. In late October, 1971, with not much more than bare bones melody and half formed lyrics for the Christmas song, John recorded an acoustic guitar demo of the song in his room at the St. Regis Hotel in New York where he and Yoko were living. So this was coming about around 
fall time in 1971. He was trying to get it out ahead for Christmas. Another demo of the song was made in late October after John and Yoko had moved into an apartment in Greenwich Village in New York. And as with his two previous albums, which is the John Lennon Plastic Ono Band album and then the Imagine album, John brought Phil Spector in to help produce the Christmas single. You can say what you want about Phil Spector. I don't know. I'm not really a big fan of Phil Spector, especially how he overtook the whole Let It Be album and made it so different than what the other Beatles wanted. Uh, But anyway, that's a story that I talked about in uh, one of my Beatles episodes a couple months back. I think it was in part three I talked about that. But anyway, John liked Phil Spector so much from working with him personally and then with the Beatles that he asked him to come and produce Happy Christmas War is Over. So the first recording session was held on the evening of Thursday, October 28th at the Record Plant Studio. They had some session musicians who had actually come to perform at one time or another as members of the Plastic Ono Band. So these people were already well known by John and he brought them in um, to just come in some and lay down a couple of tracks, basically. So they had some instrumental backings and overdub tracks and then John and Yoko added their main vocal tracks. And then what I thought was really cool, they had a group of 30 children around like age 12 or so who were part of the Harlem Community Choir in New York. They They came in and they also joined in to record their vocals for the song, which is obviously if you hear the song, you'll hear those kids singing War is Over if you want it, you know, and it's kind of cool how those 30 kids, you know, will grow up and they'll have a story to share with their with their own kids. Like, oh, my God, I was part of the choir that sang on the John Lennon song War is Over. Like, I just think that's a really, really cool like thing to be a part of if you were a child. Like, can you imagine I would have loved that. I would have loved at 12 years old to be part of something like that. That would have been cool. Um, So I like the fact that John like brought in the local community to like sing on the track and to make it more, again, like relatable and realistic and pulls at your heartstrings and very like down to earth, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. But the song was completed. Apple Records released the song in America on the 1st of December, 1971. It was issued in a 7-inch single format on transparent green vinyl with a stock card picture sleeve. That's just nerdy information for people like me who really love to learn about vinyl and the different variety of vinyl that's out there. I thought that's really cool. Like in 1971, they were doing transparent green vinyl, which colored vinyl isn't a thing that's new. It's just a thing that's very popular now, but it wasn't typically back then. But anyway, on the front of the cover, it also had a label on the vinyl that had a sequences of five images that morphed John's face with Yoko's. Kind of like if you were around back in the 90s and you remember the book series Animorphs. It's kind of like that. But I just thought that was cool. Like, I think John and Yoko have done that a couple of times on the music that they've come out with, like John's face merging with Yoko's face. Like, it's just very synonymous with them. So that's just what, like, the vinyl single looked like when it was released in 1971. I'd be curious to know if there's any that are selling on, like, Discogs or eBay or something from that time. If they are, it's probably a lot of money. (laughs) But so that was them publishing the song in America. They had some problems releasing the song over in the UK. There was a dispute between John and Northern Songs Limited. So the basic concept of Northern Songs Limited, it was a company founded in 1963 by music publisher Dick James, the Beatles manager Brian Epstein, John Lennon, and Paul McCartney to publish songs written by Lennon and McCartney. That was essentially what it was. And then obviously, when the Beatles broke up, 
it no longer essentially was a Lennon McCartney enterprise anymore. But because Northern Songs Limited is still a company that has a hold of all the Beatles music, it's almost kind of like whatever solo stuff Paul comes out with and whatever solo stuff John comes out with, there's that dispute over, well, is it still a Lennon McCartney? Is it still something that needs to go in the Northern Songs Limited company? Or is it a solo endeavor? Like it's a whole, it's the whole idea of the publishing rights was very confusing. But essentially, there is a dispute between John Lennon and Northern Songs Limited over who should get the publishing rights due to the release of Happy Christmas War is Over. So it was delayed for a little bit over in the UK, but it still was released on the 24th of November 1972. So it was extremely delayed by practically a year. <laughs> but hey, at least by 1972, for Christmas, the song in the UK would be released at an appropriate time for the holidays. The thing about it, when they released it in America, it was a little too early, and that's the reason why in America it didn't chart as high as they thought it would, because it just didn't come out in time for Christmas. Like, typically you hear maybe Christmas music playing, like, after Thanksgiving or something. I mean, there just wasn't a whole lot of time for a new single to be released on the 1st of December to make a big wave in the charts. So it didn't do that great in America. It did like, okay. I mean, it peaked at number three on the Billboard Christmas Singles chart, which honestly, it's not that bad. But like for a John Lennon single, you would expect it to go number one. So they were pushing for that, but it wasn't going to happen. Over in the UK, where it was released in 1972, it peaked at number four on the UK Singles chart and number 10 on the listings compiled by magazine Melody Maker. So like it did pretty okay over in the UK as well. But since then, since 1972, it's been re-entered in the UK singles chart nine more times. The most notable of these instances occurred immediately following John's death on the 8th of December, 1980. And because of that, the song peaked at number two behind the song Imagine, and it remained on the chart for nine weeks after his death which I thought that's pretty apt. So that makes sense. So the only time that the song made an appearance on an album of John's ever was on the compilation album Shaved Fish and never was released on any other album. It was a single. Um, so the only way that you would find it was on that album Shaved Fish if you liked compilation albums or if you got the single. That was at least back in the day. I'm not sure now where you can get that single physically, probably the same way. But, I mean, you can hear it on the radio, Spotify, YouTube, whatever. And, of course, the song has had multiple music videos released throughout the years since there's been, obviously, varying different wars that has happened throughout history since 1971. You know, not even excluding the Vietnam War, but just there's been so much more. Um, the music videos have been tailored to add those images of, like, you know, all the other, I don't really want to like super get into it, but like, you know, the Iraq war, Afghanistan, you know, all of that stuff. It's all been put in those music videos um, to be updated every so often, but it's all really about the same thing, just talking about that. Um, and obviously in those videos, they intermix home videos of like John and Yoko and his son, uh, Sean, and things like that. Um, so yeah, and then I think since John Lennon's death, again, they've like reamped the music videos and the songs and they push that out to the public as well, just to kind of remind people, you know, John Lennon and his impact on the public, 
with his pro-peace sentiments, his anti-war sentiments. That, in a nutshell, is the story of John Lennon and how he created the Happy Christmas War is Over single. I hope you guys have a great day and that you learned something today that you hadn't known about before. I will see you guys next Wednesday with another episode of On The Mix. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye, guys. <laughs>